In this episode of the I Want to Party with Bob Bobcast. And he said, you know, the hardest part of being in a band is getting along. That's that's the hard part, you know, the relationship aspect of it. Welcome to episode 117 of the I Want to Party with Bob Bobcast. This episode is an interview with the band Spider. Spider is from the Los Angeles area, specifically Long Beach, for most members of the band. Long Beach is home of the Queen Mary, a very haunted boat. But you know what? We're not here to talk about ghosts on a boat. No, we are here to talk to Hector Martinez, singer, vocalist of the band Spider, and we're also going to listen to a couple of songs by Spider as well. Great stuff to be sure, exclusively here on the Bobcast. At least for this episode, it's exclusive. So yeah. Spider, when I first heard them, they instantly took me to a great place musically, right? To the kind of glory days of Los Angeles punk rock and hardcore. There's some hints of like, say, old Black Flag, Circle Jerks, TSOL, that type of thing in Spider's music and in the best possible way. I, I hear it in the guitar mostly. The guitar in the band Spider is so reminiscent of that kind of signature LA punk rock sound and hardcore sound. It's such an unmistakable thing for me and I absolutely love it. Now you add in Hector Martinez's singing, kind of the energy that comes through in his voice, throw the drums and the bass in, yeah, music professionals call the drums and the bass the rhythm section. But we all know I'm no professional here, that's for sure. Uh, the rhythm section does close the circle on the perfect package of punk that is the band Spider. And who else is in Spider besides Hector? We have Carl on guitar, Alf on drums, and John on bass. And there you go. Now you have met the band Spider. We're going to hear more about them in a minute. We are also going to hear two songs by Spider in this episode. The first one is titled Energy Gone Wrong, and the second song is titled The Reaper Bond. Both of those songs are off the 2019 three-song self-titled Spider EP, which you can get on Bandcamp, by the way, and there will be links to Spider's Bandcamp page on IWantaPartyWithBob.com slash podcasts under this episode's little section on that part of the webpage. Okay, the songs are going to show up in between segments of the interview with Hector, which is coming right up. But first, why don't we talk about my thirst with another installment of the... of the episode. Yes, the beer of the episode for this spider episode is Don't Be a Menace, which is a left coast IPA by none other than the world famous Plan 9 Alehouse. Don't Be a Menace clocks in at 7.7% alcohol by volume. That's pretty heavy duty. It is supposed to be a bright and bitter juice bomb of an IPA. It's brewed with Simcoe, Strata, Talus, and Mosaic hops. Let's try this beer and see how menacing it really is to my taste buds. Yeah, juicy, juice bomb, that type of thing. Very apt description for this beer. Very IPA-ish as well. But like all Plan 9 IPAs, it's not overly bitter. It's kind of perfect. They make really really tasty ipas and i'm not a huge huge fan of ipas i do like them but yeah god it's good it's really good 
it's very fruity and I do like that in an IPA. Yeah, that's super good juice, juice bomb of an IPA. I appreciate that. It's very true. Well, great beer and you can get this one and many other great beers as well by visiting Plan 9 Alehouse yourself. They're at 155 East Grand Avenue in downtown Escondido, California. You can visit Plan 9 Alehouse on the web at plan9alehouse.com or reach them by phone at 760-489-8817. Plan 9 Alehouse beer to the people, especially bring that beer straight to me. I will take all of the Plan 9 Alehouse beers now and forever. Amen. Yes. Bless you, etc. One last thing before the interview with Hector, we're going to hear a few words from this episode's sponsor, and that sponsor is Good Life Digestive Health. Please stay tuned. Ah, what a nice day at the beach. The sun is out. The water's warm. What a per... Oh, no. Not now, not now, not now. There's no bathroom here. I shouldn't have had all that coffee before I came to the beach. If you suffer from IBS, ulcerative colitis, diverticulitis, or any other type of gut or bowel disorder, Good Life Digestive Health has a full line of products that can help. With a wide range of dietary supplements and remedies designed to help with gut or bowel disorders, you can count on Good Life Digestive Health to help bring balance back to your unruly digestive system. Products such as the Digest Plus, Healthy Bowel Support, and enteric-coated peppermint oil dietary supplements, when used regularly, can help you make sure that day at the beach isn't cut short by an unruly digestive system. Good Life Digestive Health also has several kits that are made up of a variety of effective treatments for diverticulitis, ulcerative colitis, and irritable bowel syndrome. Simply go to goodlifedigestivehealth.com for more information. Remember, Good Life Digestive Health can help you bring back balance to your digestive system with their high-quality, natural, holistic remedies and nutritional products. Visit goodlifedigestivehealth.com today. Well, since I started using the products from Good Life Digestive Health, every day is like a day at the beach for my digestive system. Disclaimer, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This information, products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I'd like to welcome Hector Martinez to the I Want to Party with Bob Bobcast. Hector is the singer in the band Spider, and that is what we're here to talk about with Hector. Welcome, Hector, to the Bobcast. Thank you so much for being here. Right on, man. Good, good to be here. So you sing in the band. Who are the other members of the band, even though they're not with us tonight in this interview? Sure. Um, the band is um, myself, Carl Azumi on guitar, uh, Alfredo Silva on drums. And um, this is kind of like, you know, kind of a cool way to announce it. But our friend John McCree is our uh, our new bass player. John. Yeah. John. John's uh, helping us out. And uh, he we just started practicing with him last week and he killed it. He's an amazing musician and uh, he's He's cool. Cool. Right on. Okay. Now let's talk some basics about the band. The band is basically from or based in Long Beach, California. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's right. Our, our, uh, our, our, our core roots are in Long Beach. Um, Carl lives in Long Beach right now. I, I've lived in Long Beach my pretty forever. 
Um, recently moved out. I'm in Whittier now. Uh, but that's that's our kind of home base. You know, that's where we uh, got together and, and our our uh, studio was there for for many, many years. And cool. so that's kind of where, where our home base is. Gotcha. Now, let's talk about the timeline of the band, because it's kind of interesting how things seem to go. It looks like the band maybe started in 97, 1997 and stopped around 2000. Got yeah. to got back together for a year in 2005. Yeah. Stopped again and then yeah. you reformed more or less for a music fest like a festival yeah. type thing in Long Beach in 2016. For a friend who yeah. who very sadly passed away shortly after that festival happened, right? So, yeah, you know, we um it's it's kind of interesting cuz our you know our band for you know, for all intents and purposes, we shouldn't exist right now, right? Uh, the, you know, the usual life of a band is like a few years yeah. if you're lucky and then it kind of fizzles out and people do their own thing after that, move on. So, so we, we kind of did that. And when we first started, the band originally was uh, comprised of uh, Romero Silva and which is Alf Silva's uh, brother. So Romero is our original guitar player. Ah. He got a job, moved to Washington. Um, and then we got Carl to play after that. And then we had our, our other friend, Steve Westerkamp playing on bass during that first run. Yeah. So we, you know, we did our thing. This was pre, not pre internet, but right when the internet started. So I think, you know, it was a lot harder to be uh, in a band and uh, do band stuff. Sure. Uh, you know, net network, get shows, get your music out there. You know, those are like the, the analog days. You had to physically package tapes or CDs, send them to a promoter or to, a, you know, your college radio station and, and that sort of thing. You had to pick up the phone, call people. Right. Um, or you so like book was, your own fucking life by MRR yeah, or something yeah, like that, right? You had to do a lot of work and, you know, make a lot of effort just to make the smallest amount of progress. Yeah. So we did that for, you know, I think like four, four or five years. And um, kind of burned out after that. Um, a couple of us, you know, we got married. Uh, but I went back to school and, uh, you know, life goes on. Then we uh, regrouped uh, about five years later, 2005, for um, a year. And um, gosh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember why we even... <laughs> <laughs> for well, the we got back that was really the main question is like why did you just do that like that one year and you're like let's play yeah. again and like ah no no let's take it no we don't want to do it that's a great question <laughs> yeah that, that's a really good question i i think it might have had something to do with um a couple of events so um i i i did some guest vocals for a band called bullet treatment which i'm not sure if you're familiar with they're uh the the main member there is is a, a guy named chuck dietrich and he had a label called Basement Records. Hmm. Really good friend of ours, um, always there to support the band any way he could. And he has uh, this project called Bullet Treatment, which he's the mainstay of the band. Um, and then he has rotating members coming and going. And it's included, you know, guys from Social Distortion, the hmm. Distillers, uh, uh, and then he's had guest vocalists from other bands like on Fat Records and and uh, Matt from the Bronx was does a lot of stuff with them on vocal. Wow. Okay. So they have like a really uh, he has a, he just you know knows a lot of people has a lot of friends 
and has this rotating lineup. So he was doing this one compilation. He he knew I wasn't uh, doing Spider anymore. Invited me to to sing on some songs. I you know co-wrote some songs with them. That's on a compilation with us, Bolt Treatment, and then um, Walk Proud, which is like a a straight edge hardcore band from Norwalk, which our guitar player Carl was also in that band when that band started. Oh, so okay. that kind of brought you know Carl and then me back into the same orbit. Um, and, you know, I think from there, organically, we just got, got, started hanging out more often again. And then, you know, the band idea came up and then we just said, oh yeah, let's do some shows. I think Chuck actually had booked uh, some shows and invited us to play. And then, you know, kind of went from there. One thing led to another. Gotcha. So it's, yeah, you guys kind of came, came back into each other's lives in some way and got a little closer and yeah, yeah. Our worlds collided again and got back together. And then that, um, that didn't last very long, just like a year. And I'm not sure what happened there. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know why. I guess we kind of just maybe burned out. It kind of know? just drifted apart in some way or something. Yeah, like it yeah, just yeah. kind of fizzled out. Maybe, um, I don't know. I honestly don't. Maybe we just weren't getting good shows or, you know, lost interest. We weren't, we weren't writing any new songs at that time, which is different from now because we are, uh, you know, actively writing and creating and recording and practicing so we have a, a a different level of i think commitment to the band at this point yeah and it seems like now you're this is like the longest stretch that you've been going consistently through the whole band's history in some ways too right yes yeah that that that's true um and and we've been uh, i think more focused at this point which is kind of funny because it's you know later on in our 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 lives but it, it's kind of um it, it just really makes sense because now we have, I think our, our careers are dialed in, you know? Right. So we were kind of, um, you know, we have more time to, to focus on, you know, more creative stuff and, and not just worried about, you know, what, what how we're going to, you know, make a living and, and um, you know, all the pragmatic stuff that you have to think about as a person, you know? Sure. And it's kind of the opposite. It's kind of, it's funny because it's kind of like, it's 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 almost like you would think it would be backwards right like you'd be way yeah. more active when you're in your like 20s and 30s and you're young and you're energetic but as you get older you think well i'll drift away from music but you make that's a absolutely the best way i've ever heard anybody say it to say well now we're settled we have our careers we have stability in our lives yes. it's much easier yeah. for us to make music than it was prior to that yeah. like you're in law yeah. school and stuff through some incarnations of the band right yeah, there, yeah. Um, from well, right before actually ninety to ninety three, uh, and then and then I went back and got my I got my JD degree in nineteen ninety three, and then I went back uh, in two thousand eleven to two thousand fourteen. I went to uh, Southwestern Law School and got my LLM degree, which is like a like a not a PhD, but more than a master's. It's it's kind of like a master's plus in law where you specialize in a specific area. Oh, sure, most, sure, most, sure. Most folks do it in tax law. I did it in intellectual property. So, you know, trademarks, copyrights, um, all that stuff. Gotcha. And the way that we met, uh, music licensing too, is how yeah. we met. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A fortuitous exactly. series of circumstances there. So yeah. All, all, all the roads are, are you know, they crisscross. <laughs> they, right? they, they all connect. Now, one thing I really wanted to ask you about that I, I in my research of you, I thought was really interesting is 
you didn't start out as the singer of the band Spider, right? You started no. out as the band's manager and then right. ended up stepping into the role of singer. How did all that come about? Yeah, you know, um, my, you know, my, uh, my, my master plan when I was uh, young and inexperienced was, uh, you know, fresh out of law school, I, I wanted to be, uh, you know, I wanted to be in the music industry. Um, and, you know, all of my friends throughout my whole life growing up had been in, in bands, right? And I had sure. learned about, you know, copyright law and contracts and stuff. So I, I, you know, I deemed myself fit to, you know, to help, help my friends out in a, in a more professional capacity to make sure their rights are protected and to make sure they're, you know, you know, being taken care of and, and not getting taken advantage of and trying to move their uh, efforts forward, right. Take care of the business stuff. So that was, that was my plan. I was like all in, you know, I was, I was super happy to do that. And, and it's kind of funny because I still do that. <laughs> now, <laughs> now you now, have two jobs. So yeah. In now the I'm that, yeah. Now I have two jobs. <laughs> on the so uh, yeah. So, you know, we, uh, our first order of business was to get the band a singer, right? Cause we didn't have a singer at the time. We had a guitar player, bass player, and drummer, you know, back then you, I think it was like the recycler or something. You'd put out these ads or these local music magazines and, you know, you'd get all sorts of, characters that would answer these ads and show up it was just a you know parade parade of the horribles right. and uh just completely wrong fits you know left and right and it was just like oh boy this this is not going anywhere you know and we're just itching to, to get out of the studio and actually start playing you know and you know we had songs that we had the music but there's no no vocalists no lyrics so you know the band had been practicing for you know at almost two years, about a year and a half. All we needed was that missing piece. And we, you know, we tried and we tried and just couldn't find the right person. And uh, I was having a conversation with, with our, one of our good friends, Mike from channel three, uh, Mike McGran, And um, cause we're all from the same neighborhood in Cerritos. So we've been friends forever. And they're kind of like the, the, the big brother band from, for spider, you know, we always looked up to them and they always, you know, had done these really cool things and tours and had records out and stuff. And, and uh, so I was talking to Mike one day about my, you know, troubles trying to find a singer for this band. And then he said, well, shit, you know, you, he's all, you guys are friends, right? I'm like, yeah, it's, just, it's Alf and Carl and Steve. We've known each other since we we're 15 years old. He's like, he's like, you know what? He's like, you should be the singer. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, you know, the hardest part of being in a band is, getting along that's that's the hard part you know the relationship aspect of it which is true that's words um, of wisdom like that yeah that's a very wise yeah. person speaking those words yeah so. <laughs> and 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 it was just you know it was just like oh shit okay um okay well let me talk to the guys about it and and let's see if that's something they want to try right so at this, at this point you know the band i think they're just frustrated and we just wanted to go get out of the studio and play and, sure. and, you know, start, you know, doing our thing. And, um, they're like, fuck it. You know, why not? Let's want to try out. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> right. As just a, a, a last resort. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I had always, you know, throughout my, my life, you know, since I can remember as a teenager going forward, I always had a journal and I always used to write just, um, 
you know, I don't know if it was, there were poems or just stories or thoughts, but, you know, it was, it was essentially like a stack of notebook paper and napkins and whatever I could find my hands on when I was, I got, you know, um, inspired to write something. Like the urge so I had, to write, sure. Yeah. So I had all this stuff going on. So, so that's, that was like a chest of things I could tap into and pull those song, pull those words out and try to make lyrics out of those, you know, um, writings. And, and that was cool. You know, it, it would, um, it gave me that opportunity to, to tap into that and, and to, you know, work on, you know, the right side of my brain rather than the left side. Cause I, I've been more academic up to that point and um, just focused on, you know, reading and writing and rational arguments and, you know, research and, and that sort of stuff that, you know, the more dry things that you have to do to, to excel in school and, and go sure. forward. But um, so my creative side, it was there in the background, you know, um, I hadn't really been utilizing it, but I had, I had a access to, you know, the vault, you know, so I'm like, okay, cool. Let me try this out. So I wrote, I wrote, I wrote some words and I had some words and I put them to the music. I knew that I knew the songs like the back of my hand because I'd been at every practice since the songs formed. So that, that was easy. And then, um, you know, but what was hard is I, I just had no idea what to do as, as a, you know, quote unquote singer in a punk rock band, which, you know, I can't sing, but I do have, um, I guess like, a I'm not going to say the ability or, but or the will to want to put out a good performance. Right. And sure. To, sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. To not, not be pretentious and just kind of just try to be as authentic as a performer, you know, can be. And so I had that mindset. It's the old punk rock mindset. And this is like, yeah, you know, these guys and all my, you know, heroes of the day, you know, Keith Morris, Darby, you know, every, you know, you know, the, the old school LA punk guys, just kind of like emulate the, you know, black flag and all their singers, you know, there, there's a, that element of just being, uh, you know, truthful and, and uh, earnest and uh, giving it your all, you know? And I said, oh, okay, I could do that. You know, I'll try that. My take on that. So, um, so they had faith in me and I, I put myself out there and, and put words to the songs and, and then uh, we, we started practicing and they're like, oh, sure. Okay. This is cool. And then we just went from there. Um, and here I am still doing it with the band. I think I passed the audition, right? <laughs> <laughs> you made it. You have made it. It's the knowledge I'm going to die that creates the focus I bring to being alive.
into punk rock when you were young i mean when you were yeah. like uh kind of junior high-ish something like yeah. that well like yeah 14 years old 1980. Okay. yeah what, what year was that what year was that 1980 oh 1980 yeah. okay gotcha yeah, gotcha it seems like a million years ago but um you know it, it was it's cool because i i got to witness and experience all those artists firsthand you know during that era and my first show was uh dead Kennedy's at the whiskey only like in October of 80 or something like that. Yeah, that was cool. So you did get, you did get to experience and you went to a lot of shows when you were a kid, when you were younger. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. They're, they're pretty much all ages, you know, nowadays it's, it's not, you know, you have to kind of search for the all ages shows or, uh, but back then everything was accessible. The, the biggest thing is trying to get a ride. I didn't drive. So I just kind of looked around and hung out with whoever could drive and jumped in the car or, you know, however <laughs> i mean from yeah because you lived in compton growing up right yeah. and you had to get from yeah. compton to like hollywood to see yeah. bands play wow that's see that's a yeah. level of dedication that today's youth may not necessarily understand you know i don't know maybe no, they yeah. do you know at a time yeah, you know, yeah maybe they do but um that that's kind of what it was and i had no other choice so you know and at that point the the, the main uh what, what's the word I'm like the, the oracle of punk rock was you know listening to uh, rodney rodney on the rock and he would turn us all onto these amazing bands you know the chiefs germ right. circle jerks tsl bad religion as, as these bands were forming and coming out and it's great another aspect of your life you know taken from another interview that i read of yours was another inspiration and something that got you even deeper into punk rock was said records in long beach you know Oh yeah. Yeah. That's another thing I think that a lot of kids maybe today don't, well, they have the internet. So they have the entire repository of human knowledge at their fingertips. And we had like record stores where you look for flyers for shows and fancy zines like Flipside or maximum rock and roll or whatever to find out where shows were happening, what bands you should look at and listen to. Uh, What were some of your favorite bands in those days? Kind of when you were first getting into punk rock. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the, I think just the usual, uh, you know, the, the chiefs, uh, TSL, secret hate circle jerks, bad religion. And then there's some, you know, more, more, a little more obscure bands like lost cause and funeral. Uh, we'd buy, I'd buy, you know, your, your kids, so you're buying, um, a lot of these seven inch records on just on site, you know, sure. you, how it looks. Does it punk? Yeah, you look at the cover. Oh, it's like, oh, yeah, oh man. Sense. There's like a, <laughs> You know, there's like a skull or there's like some violent image on it. It's like, oh, yeah, right. that's cool. Or some weird word or something. And and you would just buy that. Cause you, you know, now I, now I know like, oh, yeah, the social de- social distortion record, that, that, that one, you know, had longevity. But then there's these other bands like, you know, like Lost Cause or The Hated or Funeral, which were really good too, you know, but those bands didn't last 40 years. But they were all in the same, um, they're all on the same level back then. Yeah. But, um, yeah, all those all those artists were, were cool. 
what bands from that era do you still listen to regularly today? Are are there any bands from that era that are like have been a nonstop influence or part of your life? For, yeah, pretty much um, the bands I mentioned. You know, I I, I don't know where I read um, some sort of like I don't know if it's a statistic or a, just a a fact that uh, you know the the music that you listen to when you're you're in your formative years, like fourteen through sixteen. Though those are the the bands and the the songs that are the most impressionable, and, and you kind of go to back to them. They uh, bring out these great memories and feelings, and and uh, like time travel, you know, that puts sure. you back there in that same space. So um, just for the sake of like you know fondness for that era, I, I always I, I I have those songs in my playlist these days, and you know I always kind of go back to them and and uh, they're 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 you know like the first Rodney on the rock album oh my that god yeah is, is one and two were two was my favorite i think honestly yeah, so you know, those are all good uh, and then there's like that that public service comp that came out and then the like chunks comp and uh the future looks bright you know and all of that stuff which is like a posh boy sst uh collab oh wow, that, you know, wow. like in the early 80s but um yeah you know all of those bands are are near and dear to my heart and uh you know, they, uh, they inspire everything, everything that, that I create today. And, and also kind of like just your, your basic, you know, mindset, your worldview, my worldview, you know, with respect to, you know, searching the truth, questioning authority, and just kind of thinking for yourself, being uh, independent, you know, um, that DIY ethic, uh, yeah. you know, looking yourself up by your bootstraps, you know, a lot of like Emerson kind of stuff too, you know, where you just, uh, you know, be uh, self, self-sufficient, you know, as much as you can, because you, you just kind of had to be scrappy, you know, well, I'm sure that a lot of folks are, are scrappy today too, and, and doing all that same stuff, but, you know, from, from punk rock, all of those, all that, 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 that ethos is, you know, instilled in me. And I, it, I, I tap into it every day, you know, whenever I'm, dealing with a problem or an issue or need to solve, solve some problem or, you know, make a decision, you know, I always kind of go back to those, those thoughts and principles. I love how you said, you know, if I have something that I have to deal with, that might be a little difficult or something like that, then I kind of go back to what I learned way back then. That's beautiful. I think that's a beautiful thing. Right on, man. Yeah. It's, it's just a, you know, I guess a, an overall sense of resiliency, you know, that I'm grateful that I was able to experience back then. And I, I tap into it every day still. That's great. That's great. Okay. Now question, what's your favorite TSOL record? That's what I want to know that I'm going to put you on the spot for this one. Favorite TSOL record. Yeah, man, that, that, that is a really good question. That's I, awesome. um, because you're dealing with two different versions of the band too. And yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I'm getting at. I'm trying to get, we only ask the hard questions here <laughs> on the, I want to party with Bob Bobcast, you know, so. I, uh, you know, okay. Favorite? What do you? How would you <laughs> define how would you, favorite? How would you define favorite? Right? I, right? I'm not not, not going to let you off the hook and say you can pick the Joe Wood era or you can pick the Jack era. No, you have to pick your over. If you couldn't ever listen to another TSOL record for the rest of your life. This would be the one you would pick. Oh man, you're I know, me. I know my you're answer, right and now. I hate myself for the answer, but I have my answer. So we'll compare you're notes when you. I'm so right sorry. Okay. 
I love, I love the catalog. The entire thing. I agree. I'm with you hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, I think Ron Emery is a fucking musical genius. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's, you know, he's, 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 a he's a one of a kind. Yeah, you know, no one can play guitar like he plays guitar. No, they, they can't, he no, cannot be touched he, he, at what he does, you know? Yeah. So he, and he, you know, he was in every iteration of the band. So, you know what I mean? So he's an, uh, an essential element of that band. Right. And then, right. and then, um, and then Mike Roach, played bass and he was cool. He's great. He's like, it's Mike Roach, man. Yep. So, um, then we come to, you know, the, the, the drummer, right? Todd, Todd Barnes. Barnes. Oh my God. Fucking awesome. My he favorite was, punk rock drummer of, of all. Yeah. Time. You know, he, he, he's inspired our band so much. I know, I know our drummer Alf, you know, looks up to him, you know, Todd's not with us anymore. Right. He, he actually came to a couple of our recording sessions, hanging out and, you know, we're making some demos in Long Beach. And he, he was all, and we used to see him around all the time. And he's just like the, the nicest guy and just really cool and funny. And, you know, he was, he was amazing. It's a bummer that he's not with us yeah, anymore. True. So, so love, you know, love Todd. Ron's amazing. Uh, Mike's great. So fuck. Okay. Now we get to, now we get to the singers, right? <laughs> this is where it gets very difficult, you know? Yeah. So Jack is, you know, he's legendary and he's, you know, he, He's uh, a one of a kind and can't can't be replaced, right? Right, right. Um, he's he's an amazing you know songwriter, great lyricist, and you know he was there from the beginning of the band, right? So that counts. Um, Joe Wood, he is. It's like apples and oranges, really. It um, is. It and that's what that, makes this that, question so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's that, totally that, apples and oranges. So, so <laughs> like, I love you know, I love, I love like the. Beneath the Shadows album, that was fucking great. Oh right? yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It was just like so different than than any hardcore stuff that from any other band or even TS Well before that. Right. Um, it was so creative and artistic, and that just it's a testament to what what these guys had. You know, they're they're just incredible artists, um, genre defined artists. So so that was an amazing album. I love I love that album. It's got keyboards in it. It's yeah. kind of you know, gothy and dark, you know, yeah, definitely had that dark, dark, gothy darkness uh, to it. Yeah. You know, and it's got these musical elements that hardly anybody else was tapping into in the, in the early LA, LA eighties punk world. And then you have Joe Woods comes in at 1983 with uh, change today with, you know, Ron Emery on guitar and and Mike Roach on bass. And I I think it's Mitch. Mitch played drums. Yeah. 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 Mitch. Mitch. And he, you know, I, I don't really know Mitch. Um, but he, he did a good job on the drums. Um, and then Joe just brings this other like texture and level and he had big shoes to fill. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, and, and my understanding from the story and, and, you know, I know Joe, he's, he's a friend of mine um, and he's really, he's really a, a, just a really cool person. Sure. But I think, I think the story was, you know, he, he wasn't really gain, gained a, capitalize on the TS wall name. He wanted to call it something else. Right. You know, TS wall had fizzled out at that point, but their manager suggested it. And so they went that route, yep. you know, using the name because it had all uh, this uh, goodwill attached to it already. Right. Yep. So, um, so fuck man. <laughs> I, I love, I love that. Around the bush so hard. I know. I know. I, 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 I love that change today album. You know what I mean? 
you know, fuck, that, that was a fucking good dark record. And uh, the chemistry with that lineup, you know, I'm going to go with the Joe Wood version. Are you? Okay. Okay. Yeah. There, there's a, you know, there's, it's a hard choice, man, because it's got the same guys, core guys on, on both versions of that band. And, and Jack uh, is amazing. You know, yeah. there's, there's nothing, I, I can't touch Jack. You know, he's, he's great. He's a, he's a larger than life. He's, he's a great artist. And uh, he started the band too, you know, back, that's his band. So it's, it's hard, man. It's, it's a, a tough a, question. A hard, it's a hard question. What, what, what's your, what's your answer? Oh God. One? And you know, I still want to punch myself in my own face for this answer, but it's, it's uh dance with me. I have to go with dance with me. Yeah. I can't yeah. deny that record was the very first punk rock record I heard in like 83 and it changed my fucking life completely. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah. you know, change today did as well in a different way, but I have such a strong attachment to dance with me. I cannot ever, I'll listen to that record maybe two, three times a year. And every time I hear it, it's like the first time I heard it, like, Oh my God, this is incredible. You know? Change yeah, is pretty yeah. close too, but oh man, and I love Joe Wood. Oh, I love the man so much, and it's so yeah, hard. It's, but yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. You know, he's there's not like the, going to hear this. By the way, I'm, there's no way I'm going to let him hear this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like that. If you think, look at what what occurred in those days, like you know, the Blue Album by the Adolescents. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like they're, they're like 15, 16 years old. They're kids. They created this fucking masterpiece. How does that happen? I don't know. And then there's, you know, GI germs. It's like, what the, this is blowing, this is destroying musical worlds and creating new ones. Yeah, just, right, right. It's just like, you know, it's just so um, transformative, that, those albums. And it's, um, so yeah, it's, it's like magic, you know, it's, it's like magic. Um, so, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Joe too, just because, you know, I think I, I just have a, a personal friendship with him and, and he's the, He's the only guy that ever told me, Hey man, stick to your band stuff. Like, you know, cause I, you know, I've got, I've got my straight, you know, like encouraging me to be more creative. Right. So oh. I've got, you know, my, you know, I've got, I've got like two brains, like my left brain, my right brain, one's more analytical and, and business oriented and, uh, you know, career driven. Um, and then, you know, I've got my other side of working and, and it's my creative side and, you know, and he's, he's like the only guy that ever told me, Hey, just stick with the, stick with the music stuff, stick with the band stuff, like put your energy there. Everybody, like everybody else in my life growing up and has always said, you know, you know, go to school, get a good job, right. you know, and you can, you know, support yourself and, you know, not worry about, you know, your future and, you know, financially you'll be secure. But Joe's like the opposite. He's like, you know what? So fuck, I'll fuck everything focus on your band, focus on your art, focus on your music, everything, everything else can go to shit. I mean, I'm not going to do that, but he's <laughs> right. the only one that ever promoted, uh, you know, the, the creative element of, of my individuality. It's like, Oh fuck. I've never heard that before. <laughs> right. Anybody. So that was kind of really cool. And I was like, okay, I took it to heart. You know, it's like, that's really cool. Cause you know, word, words matter to people. And sure. And, um, and you, know, you imagine like if I would, this was like not that long ago, maybe a couple of years ago, you know, I just, I just think like, you know, what if someone had told me that when I was 14 or 15 
you know, like, you know, when you tell your kids, you encourage them or, you know, do this, try to persuade them or guide them into a certain path in life. But those words are so powerful, um, even at, at this point in life, because, you know, he said, and it's true, like, and at the end of the day, nothing really matters, you know, um, but um, I think it's uh, giving yourself the space to create, make sure you do that, because that's a really important part of being a person too, you know. to the Reaper on to you know talking about playing and music and all that stuff recently you came out of the COVID area you know 18 months of basically not being able to do much of anything you guys came out strong a show with joe woods band changed today at gallagher's in huntington beach 
Uh, you played the Casbah with Shattered Faith and like what uh, twenty other bands or something it was a huge like day and night long thing. And then that same weekend, I think didn't you didn't Spider play Tijuana as well? Yes, yes, we played Baja California, Tijuana, um, and man, if, have you ever been to a show in in, in TJ? Oh yes, yes, yes. It, it's uh, best it's, thing, best thing ever. Oh my it's, god, it's like a it's like a time warp. The uh, yes. It is. The, the the urgency and the uh just the vibe of the crowd yep. and and the sentiments they have towards the band it's so they're so supportive and and they just want to have a good time and yeah. they everyone's having just you know everyone's having a great time and, and it's just you know there's that there's that little the element of of lawlessness going on and right. you know <laughs> not that many rules are being enforced so it's it's really cool it was great we, we had a, a Fantastic show there. Yeah, it's great. Highly recommend any band that can play in TJ. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's exactly like you said. They, the people in the crowd, it is like going back to like 1984 where it's, there's almost also an element of danger in the air in some ways, you know, because. Oh, yeah. Totally walking down the street. You don't know what the hell is going to happen. Right. And And Tijuana, you know, it's not, I live right on the border or close to it. And I go down oh, there so yeah, pre COVID. I used to go down there all the time and it's not this city that everybody makes it out to be like, Oh my God, if you, if you walk down the street, a cartel's going to get you. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. That's not the case, you know, but yeah, I yeah. love that. There's just that feeling of just that raw energy that the crowd puts out too. Well, I'm glad you, you had a good show there. That's good. Yeah. They, they were, they were totally getting into it. And we were, and then we, you know, you, the band, you know, we feed off each other's energy and then we're, going for it, you know, just as bumping it up a couple notches, but it's cool, man. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like, it was like the early eighties LA scene. It was like, you know, like early CBGB scene. I could, I would imagine anything that's kind of like, you know, and it's the bad part of town, but you know, you're amongst your, your tribe you're with and your people. Yeah. 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 Right. Having fun And you know, and, uh, it was great. It was amazing. Cool. All right. Great. Now for the last couple questions, we are getting, Two non-music related stuff, ghosts and the paranormal. That's a big part of what I do. Kind of almost the main focus here. Okay. What do you think about ghosts? Say, you know, the big question is quote unquote, do you believe in ghosts? And if so, what do you think ghosts are? Are there different types of ghosts? You know, maybe it's the spirit of a dead person or residual energy when somebody passes or just whatever what what are some of your ideas on those things yeah you know um i don't i don't spend a lot of time thinking about like paranormal stuff sure but um when i when i do sit down and kind of think about it i i think it seems very plausible that you know there's there's this energy force that resides in us right (laughs) Um, and in a lot of living, well, every living thing that's in the world, um, that we can, you know, perceive as living. And I think, you know, once, once the, uh, like the physical manifestation of that energy, like embodied in our bodies, you know, dies or ends or transforms, I think it's, it's very possible that, you know, that, 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 that life force or energy could continue. I just don't think, you know, I, we don't have enough information. Um, I, I guess um, I, I try to be open-minded, um, but sure. I want to stay, stay rational. And um, I, 
you know, I don't, I don't ever see ghosts. Right. Okay, so you've uh, never but, seen a ghost. That was what. No, yeah, I've, I've never seen anything that I I would call a ghost or yeah or experienced anything somebody might consider yeah. paranormal or something like that. No, no, no. Okay. But you know, I think it's it's interesting to to think about that that could exist, and you know, from just from you know knowing what I know and knowing what I don't know, I think it's very possible that there's some sort of energy that could uh, you know continue to exist outside of a, a physical manifestation. And I know um, our, you know, our perception uh, sometimes isn't what we think it is. You know? Sure. Sure. Sometimes we see what we want to see too, is a big, that's a big thought of mine, you know? Right. You know, just the, just our, our day-to-day uh, existence is filled with, you know, our perception and, and um, you know, it gets, it gets really philosophical really quick. It can. Right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> So, you know, and we're, we're dealing with, um, you know, the, the parameters of our, of our wiring, right. And our, our physical body and our senses. And, um, there's a lot of questions. So it, I, I think it's fun to think about and, and, it um, yeah. it's super interesting. And if there's, um, a way for me to be convinced that ghosts are, you know, quote unquote real, um, I would, I'd be more than welcome to like get turned on to that information. You know, so it'd be, it'd be good. Whatever, whatever, uh, whatever the truth is, I think I'm always kind of chasing that. So, you know, from that, from that point of view, I think it's super possible. Have you, have you ever seen a ghost or experienced something? <sighs> yes and no. Have I ever, I've seen some weird shit moving like okay. a mirror on a wall in a, in a windless area in a house that's supposed to be really haunted. I've been told that a certain ghost lives in my house, right? Okay. Okay. So it's supposedly the ghost of my father who stuck around to be around my son. Like, and this is from a psychic saying you're, you're the ghost of your father or the spirit of your father is your son's like guardian angel. Right. And I go, okay, fine. Do I believe that entirely? No, because I'm pretty pragmatic. I think like you, one of the best ex- explanations I ever heard. And it really like tripped me out was this author dude said, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in any of it, but I do believe in multiverse theories because a lot of physicists are saying not yeah. only is a multiverse a possibility, it's a likelihood. And you go, oh shit, yeah. like really? Whoa, okay. And he goes, I think when people see ghosts, it's some kind of dimensional overlap between multiverses. And they're yeah, seeing, that's... you know, and I go, oh dude, you just blew my fucking mind out of my skull. Like, wow. So that's something too, you know, I don't know. I don't yeah, know that, that, that I go with, I go with that one. Um, that sounds yeah. pretty good. Doesn't it? It really makes the most scientific sense from the standpoint, as far as how we know things to be, you know? So it's interesting where, uh, where, you know, I, like I'll think back in my life and, and there's certain uh, decisions that I've made and, and it, it led me on this path versus that path. And, and some of those, you know, were just, accidental decisions or, you know, didn't take much thought, but led to, you know, tremendous consequences, you know, either getting into that car or not going into that house or, you know, you know, taking this test or whatever. Right. And it leads to a lot of things that you weren't even thinking about. So I think that multiverse theory is very, uh, I think it's, I don't think it's crazy or far-fetched because there's certain situations where you could have gone this way or that way, but maybe in a different universe, you did go that way. And that leads to all these other, you know, chain of events. 
And why, and why not? That's, why not? Right. I, why I, why I, not? That's what I always say, man. Why not? You know, yeah. and that brings me really to the next question. Why not? What about UFOs? What do you think about UFOs? I man, mean, I, I, I go back and forth on UFOs. I, I okay. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, uh, super, super interesting. Always loved UFOs when I was a kid and gravitated towards any sort of like tabloids or anything I get my hands on sure. like, talking about that weekly stuff. world or, news, man. Come on. Yeah. Or, or, or watching you know, the sci-fi movies and, and all that. Yeah. And it's super interesting. Um, so, you know, the, the last thing I saw was, was uh, that footage from um, like the military and these little like Tic Tac shaped objects, but they were moving like in these crazy ways that no uh, man-made, known man-made, doesn't have that kind of propulsion or braking or right, can't, that, can't do that, that right? right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, that's, that's weird. Right. That that's, that's weird and interesting. So like, what is that? You know? Um, so that obviously was captured on, on this grainy video. So the, the footage looks authentic and, and the reaction from the, the pilot seems really authentic. And he was surprised and just scratching his head and talking to his, you know, partner, like, Hey, do you see that? And they're going, yeah, what the fuck is that? I don't know. <laughs> right. Right. So that that's very, um, convincing and very, uh, sure. makes you think, but you know, I don't, I don't know, man. Um, it could be some top secret, um, experiment that the military is doing yep. on some, you know, technology that, that they don't want to divulge. So that could be it. Another one. I, these are the <laughs> things like, like, you know, like, if, like that, that's one version of, the heaven that I've had is, you know, growing up is like, you know, when you die, you know, you, one, my heaven would be like, I get all my questions answered. Oh yes. Yes. So it's yes. like, okay, so you're sitting there, you're, you know, you're dead, you're in the afterlife. And then I'm, I'm going to ask all the questions. Right. So that'd be like my idea. I have like, Oh, okay. Fuck. That's what that was about. Oh, okay. tell me about my UFO dude. Scott <laughs> or yeah. whoever or whatever, who, you know? Hey, yeah. Who, who shot JFK, you know? <laughs> Who really did that? You know, what's up with UFOs? Uh, you know, do you think it's likely that it could be, or I mean, I don't want to say likely, but do you think there's a possibility of alien life or life on planets other than earth? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. Um, that's a logical uh, conclusion to come to. Don't you think in some ways? I, I, yeah, absolutely. I, absolutely. I, I think, um, you know, what, what happens is, um, there's like a, a a gradation of people's, you know, ability to think through things and, and their, uh, maybe the way they, they carry themselves, you know, there's, that would be considered like kind of fucking nuts. Right. And then you right. have like scientific community here. And then there's this, there's this gray area and, you know, a lot of like fringe thinking folks, maybe they get the most uh, publicity or press or airtime and, sure, you know, kind of, kind of gives uh, the whole subject matter of, just kind of bad press in sure. general, you know, so you got, you have to like, you know, sift through the wheat in the shaft and, yeah. and, uh, and try to figure that out. But, you know, I, I like to, I like to, you know, I think err on the side of it being possible and sure. um, just, you know, I, I don't know what the math is, but for, you know, us humans to be the only, you know, species in the whole universe, it's kind of unlikely. Highly thinking, unlikely. Or you know? seems to be unlikely. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, you know, just, so. just from, from the little that I know about how everything really works, it seems like, ah, oh, there should be other options or possibilities of 
other life forms, but you know, whether they're advanced as us or less advanced or more advanced, you know, who knows, man, but it would be great to uh, make contact and, and maybe learn, um, you know, some folks are saying that we should be afraid of these, you know, aliens and right. they're, they're here to destroy us. And it's like, fuck, okay. <laughs> that sucks. We're doing a good but, enough of a job of that ourselves. I know. Too, so right. I know, <laughs> we don't need we, any external help in the matter. No, we don't. But, but you know, may, maybe that would be the thing to unite everybody to say, okay, it's us against them. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we need that. I don't know. We but uh, <laughs> but it would be great to, to, you know, if it was on a more amicable basis to learn something from from other people or beings out there, you know. That'd be great. Well, cool. All right. This is my last question for you tonight, Hector, the future of spot. Now that we've gone into other galaxies in the realm of the supernatural right. briefly, you know, what does the future hold for spider, the band? What are we looking at in the future for spider? We have been, uh, demoing, recording, uh, writing, uh, feverishly the, the last year and a half. So, you know, this, this iteration of the band, I think, you know, has been, it's been the most focused. We, we got sidetracked with COVID, but we, in that time, we, we were able to spend our time writing and, um, you know, demoing new music, which helps invigorate the band, you know? So I think that's great. So we're working on a new record and it's set to come out on Devil in the Woods Records, um, which is actually based in, in Mexico City. And hopefully that will come out early next year. And that's going to be, is that going to be a full length record or is it going to be? It's, it's going to be a seven inch oh, cool. uh, vinyl release. And then uh, it'll be uh, un- available digitally after that. And then um, the, the idea is to, you know, keep writing, keep recording, and then uh, do a full length uh, album after that. Cool. So, cool. So maybe yeah, in the next year and a half, two years or something, you might be looking at having. Yeah. A, a yeah. Ho- cool. Hopefully, hopefully a year from now, um, we'll be able to. You know, I can hold it up and show you the new, the awesome, new album. Awesome. <laughs> but, but, but short term, you know, that seven inch. Hopefully, the world still is on a a path of uh, healing with COVID, and uh, we continue to you know go on a positive trend with that, and we want to continue touring. We have. Um, Shows lined up already for uh, next summer for Europe. Uh, Punk Rock Holidays on the books. Nice, nice. Um, I'm working on on Rebellion right now and um, picking up some club shows. So it's um, European UK tour next summer. If everything keeps going the way it's going, um, and then another goal of ours is to uh, hit Japan and Australia. So those are going to be our next our next targets. But if we can do that within you know the next year and a half, it'd be great for sure. A uh, new record, UK European tour next summer, and we have Riot Fest coming up in, in September, which is going to be amazing. So, yep, and then shows here and there. We have a, a a show happening the the weekend of punk rock bowling in Vegas, but it's it's a it's a non-sanctioned show, so it's ah. going to be at Evil Pie Pizza. I don't know if you've ever been oh, there. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Never yeah. been there, but heard of it. Yeah, they have a. It's right on Fremont. Uh, we've played there in the past and they have like a really cool patio in the back um, and it's free uh, and everyone's having a good time. So we're playing, uh, Spider will be playing with, with Change Today, Joe's band, Joe Wood's band. Oh, very cool. Nice. On uh, Sunday, September 26th. So punk rock bowling weekend, uh, everyone's there. It's a free show. 
it'll be a blast. And uh, the other big one, is, like we said, is a Riot Fest. So that's going to be cool. It's got, you know, Circle Jerks, Devo, a bunch of amazing bands playing that weekend. All right. Well, Hector, thank you so much. Thanks for talking, buddy. I really appreciate yeah, it. Man. Thank you. Uh, hope all's well in your world and, and uh, hope to see you at a show sometime. Well, thank you, Hector Martinez and the rest of the band Spider for being a part of this Bobcast episode. Even though we didn't get to talk to the other members of the band, we did get to hear their music, which is incredible, right? Those songs are so great. This band definitely found a new fan in your friend Bob here. I love Spider. They nail that old school L.A. punk sound perfectly, and they bring a little bit something new and different to it as well. So links to Spider's Bandcamp page, they're up at IWantAPartyWithBob.com slash podcasts. Visit their Bandcamp page, grab some of Spider's music and whatever else they have. I thank you. The band would also thank you, I am sure. Thanks to Good Life, Digestive Health, and Playin' Nine Alehouse for your support of the Bobcast. Remember, go to GoodLifeDigestiveHealth.com and also Plan9Alehouse.com for more info on both of those very fine purveyors of the perfect goods. Thank you for listening. Please remember, subscribe, rate, and review the Bobcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please consider joining the Bobcast Patreon. That Patreon site is patreon.com slash I want to party with Bob. You'll get an ad-free version of this episode and much, much more. Thank you so much for listening to the I Want to Party with Bob Bobcast. Bobcast.